Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Central Texas Life. Ann Harder here with you, and uh, it is a joy to welcome Dinah Mills here to the podcast. We're going to talk about the Salvation Army. Uh, Dinah, you and I knew each other in another life <laughs> when years, you were you were working with the uh, city of mcgregor yes absolutely you did that a while took a little time off yeah. and uh, about a year or so ago went to work for the salvation army in their marketing and special events area yes. and they do do a lot of there's a lot of stuff a lot of things that they do it's remarkable really what the salvation army gets done in waco and um, a lot of people don't know exactly who we are or what we are a lot of times they just think we're a thrift store and so that's why i'm here um, because we want to talk about all the things that the salvation army does do but i just want to talk about getting hired with the salvation army so um i actually followed the de- their development director, Mary Wentworth, uh-huh, you know. a friend of mine. Yeah. And so I don't know why I'm following her on LinkedIn, but I just am. And she mm-hmm. posts this position and I'm like, click, click. Okay. I'm in. That Put looks like me. <laughs> yes, exactly. And got the job and my daughter came home and I told her and she goes, oh my gosh, mom, you're working for the Lord. So she was Aww. so excited because we used to go around and bring food to homeless people. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, mom, we need to get some food for that guy. And we would drive around and get food and then drop it off to people. So yeah. really it felt like a meant to be type situation for me. Well, I did take a little time to do some research on the Salvation Army. Of course, it was founded in 1865 in London, England, which when you think about that, was right, you know, during the time of the Civil War in the United States. Um, And yet, and yet William Booth was a Methodist minister, really called to evangelism, but had a heart for uh, the downtrodden and the lower classes and the, the poor people in the East End of London. And that's kind of where he got this started and it wasn't initially called the salvation army it wasn't it it took a little while for them to kind of come to that the the shield part was pretty immediate you know they wanted the shield of the lord to protect them but um i think after they probably went through a year or so maybe maybe three years he decided that it really needed to be structured like an army with yes, so many people. paramilitary, I guess yes, we'd call exactly. it exactly today. Yes. So that's where the Salvation Army came from mm-hmm. um, because he thought, okay, we need to set it up so that it is like the military, that we can have these different um, levels of, of responsibility, mm-hmm. things to do. <laughs> 
I, I didn't turn our timer on, so <laughs> that's okay, but now it's going. <laughs> um, yeah, the interesting thing I read, too, that, you know, what is the old expression of prophets never accepted in his, in his area? I mean, there, there, there was fighting, they literal, literal like fighting yes, involved yes. back in the early days of the Salvation Army because, well, I, you know, some preachers, well-known preachers, saw him as a threat to his even the whiskey and beer sales people didn't like him because they thought oh well, he's gonna he's gonna make all these 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 people not not want to drink anymore yeah, exactly. so they 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 saw him as a threat on lots of different areas and there were literally there were fights and i think three yeah. salvation army workers were even killed i mean yeah. but, i mean it it was he was it was a, a dangerous. He shook things up. Yeah, is what he did, and he shook things up all over the world. We're in 130 countries now, um, but when he stepped away, the reason he stepped away is because nobody wanted to help the people on the street. And right. if you think about London in 1860, there was no plumbing, there was no sanitary, mm. there were just no medication. I mean, people were just laying around on the streets, and you couldn't walk by without seeing somebody, you know, in mm-hmm. need. And so he and his wife are like, we we want to help these people. We, they went to the church, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're good. We don't want to help them. And he said, okay, well, I'll just do my own thing then. Um, one of the, and I can't exactly remember the specific quote, but one of the quotes from his wife was, if we were more worried about the humans that were laying in the streets of our city than we were about our cats and dogs, this world would be a much better place. So she was very firmly connected to this vision that he had. And, yeah. and they were very much partners in that. I mean, applicable words for today. Yeah, right. <laughs> really, when you think about yeah. Um, yeah, it's considered one of the largest humanitarian aid organizations in the world, the distributor of, of this kind of, of help. Um, one of his quotes that I found was, the chief danger that confronts the coming century which would have been, I guess, turn of the 1900s, yeah. will be religion without the Holy Ghost, Christianity without Christ, forgiveness without repentance, salvation without regeneration, politics without God, yeah. and heaven without hell. Yeah, he I was, mean, pretty profound. And he, he also wrote hymns. Yeah, he was ahead of his time for sure. He was even on the cover of Vanity Fair. I mean, he was a character, like yeah. just well, a big personality. L- later on, he became a rock star. I mean, <laughs> yeah. er- early on, he was not so much. It was yeah, it was it was touch and go. But yeah, William Booth and his wife Catherine, and and of course in Waco, the, the William Booth Garden Apartments. Yep, exactly. Are here. I mean, his name lives on. Yeah. They had eight children, and they were active. As well in uh, in the army, yeah, in so the ranks. They uh, came to Texas 132 years ago. Mm-hmm. We've been in Waco for 132 years. Really? Yes. Um, his daughter Evangeline actually was the first national commander of the United States. So, when we talk about women in leadership, and we you know we had all these struggles about the vote and suffragettes and all of that, oh, and women preachers. I yeah, mean, exactly. still, yeah, they were doing that in 1865. Yeah. Women were leaders, and the they Salvation really army. were really were ahead yeah. of their time. Yep. Um, absolutely. Well, the kind of things, and there's so many things you know you mentioned the thrift store yeah. and and i presume still that when people are cleaning out their closets they want folks to bring yeah absolutely stuff. so we love to have good donations at our thrift store because it is one of our financial arms to what we do so it supports our um, homeless shelter it supports our food pantry 
Um, it supports our community kitchen. So any great donations, if you don't need those things or you're clearing out a house to move, um, yeah, just call us. We will come and get your stuff if it's boxed and bagged up, and uh, we will sell oh, Sorry, it. do you have panel trucks and we'll we come and... We will come and get it. And <laughs> sometimes that can be an issue when you're cleaning out a house. Absolutely. What to do with what the stuff. What to do, yeah. So my mother, we were actually just doing that with a house, and, and she was like, I don't know what to do with all this stuff. Yeah, couches had, and things like yeah. that, but... But they still have life in them, and there are people that absolutely, could use them. Absolutely, absolutely. So we, we encourage that recycling. Uh-huh. I mean, even the things that people send to us that aren't in good condition, we still give them life beyond that because mm-hmm. we can pack up um, fabric and sell it to somebody who uses fabric in a way to, you know, make rugs and things of yeah. that nature too. So yeah. we repurpose even what other people repurpose and then repurpose them again. So, mm-hmm. well, we now let's talk about the physical presence of the Salvation Army in Waco specifically. Um, I know there had there was a church there on I-35. Is that still? It is still going That's strong. still there. Yeah, still there. And they have regular church meetings. It is a church. Every Sunday, yes. And uh, it is a church, absolutely. So Major Jim Taylor and Major April Taylor, they are married, mm-hmm. and they manage the Salvation Army here in Waco, but they are also pastors. So they're not just handling all the work that we do, but they also minister to a, a, a congregation at a church mm-hmm. and so um, that's every Sunday and you know they're constantly at somebody's house or bringing dinner or um, just serving yeah just serving people mm-hmm. that they love mm-hmm. and, and of course over close to the silos First Baptist Church was a facility is that still the, I understand yes. you're building something yeah, I guess is what so my we, long way around of yes. figuring out what's so what's we, going on so the community kitchen, the men's shelter, the women's shelter is all right there on Webster Street, mm-hmm. kind of close to the silos. Yeah. And um, we had a vision, Major Jim Taylor had a vision a couple of years ago, just, you know, he felt like it was from God and it was like, we need to make a move. We need to make a change. We need to do something different. We need bigger spaces. If you have seen our facilities, they are very small and with the amount of homeless people that we feed every night we're just jam-packed and when it gets hot or cold and we open our spaces certainly yeah for warming and cooling centers it's so tiny so those buildings were probably built in the 40s and the 50s maybe the 60s really is it that old i really realize it was that old old. okay um we're looking to move all of the facilities except for the thrift store um to a location on LaSalle Mm -hmm. and um, the city has already approved all of that and we are um, preparing to make that happen so are you doing fundraising for construction costs or how does that work or does the national organization help or so so the the funny thing about the Salvation Army is everybody thinks oh it's this big national organization right really not we Mm -hmm. are very Uh self-contained what we do in Waco is what we do in Waco okay what they do in Temple is what they do in Temple and anywhere else it's very different everywhere that you go so no we're doing that and it'll be a capital campaign and we'll start that here pretty soon um but those details all haven't been released to us yet right and we'll you know here pretty soon but we're looking at maybe four years down the road hopefully to be able to have a ribbon cutting and open oh so it is a it's a big complex it's going to be a long process happening i I mean it'll be housing you know, we're oh, really? Apartments. Well, so the William Booth apartments that are over by MCC, will those still be there? Well, or? so those are not actually owned by us oh, okay. any longer. And I'm not sure about that okay. story, about why we divested mm-hmm. of that property. But okay. um, 
I think what it is is that we we really aren't in the business of being landlords. We right, really and it to, was a subsidized yeah, yeah. apartments, we want, we as I to, recall. It was many years ago. I used to go there and sing to yeah, the pe- yeah. residents and so stuff. So we really are into transition. So mm-hmm. we want to take, we have, we're having a conversation before the show, we want to take that person who is being rehabilitated, who was on drugs and now has gotten off and has gone through some of our programs. They're homeless. They're staying with us. They need their next step. So the next step is they have a job and they need somewhere to stay for a while until they're ready to get their own place. Right. So, you know, we all are talking about the lack of, um, you know, smaller and more less expensive housing here in Waco. Oh, and it's it's an issue. It's yeah. a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And, and it'll just get more and more so if inflation keeps up the way it is. Right. Um, but so we're building some transitional housing and uh, that'll be great. It'll be right there by the church. It'll be right there by the kitchen. I mean, everything will be all together and we can really minister, not just spiritually, but with food and shelter, we can do all of those things that we really want to do now, but we just don't have the space to do that. So then the the church facility that's there on I-35, that property will be sold? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it'll just be one other than the thrift store. The thrift and store. where's the thrift store? So we're on 4721 West Waco Drive. On West Waco Drive. So close to Barnes & Noble, I guess, would be the closest location okay. to that that you might know of. Um, but we are actually the number one thrift store in Waco. I mean, sorry, in the state of Texas. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't believe it. but it Look is, at that. It is true. And, um, in fact, this week we've had... Oh my gosh, probably 15 teenagers every day this week in our thrift store volunteering. So uh-huh. that's one of our big volunteer jobs that we have available. Well, every sorting and day. folding and oh my gosh. there's always so much there's involved with so that. There's so much to do there, yeah. So um, they've been doing great and it, like I said, it's a good fundraising arm for us. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we come back, I want to talk some more about specifics about some of the lives that have been changed because that's really what the Salvation Army is all about, that individual who needs help. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Um, what are we doing here, Rusty? What are we going to do? Uh, yeah, we're doing the King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. King of the Hill yes, Rewatch Podcast. Yeah, so we're going to go through one episode at a time. Uh, come along for the ride with us. Come check it out. And, and give me give me a good, um, like, Dale Gribble quote to go out on. Wingo! Yeah, Wingo. <laughs> Wingo. Wingo. All right, well, join us, uh, join us for uh, the uh, King of the Hill Rewatch Podcast. Maybe in the heart of Texas. Texas brew and he spits his shoe. Leave in the heart of Texas. The TV players, but no one cares. Leave in the heart of Texas. Here we go. Frozen, frozen heroes. Gonna tell you about frozen, frozen. Heroes, gonna tell you about. Hey, I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And we have a fantastic new podcast to tell you about. Bros, Foes, and Heroes. It's the two of us looking into the world of comics, breaking down some characters that you may have never heard of. 
and some that are just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, so Zach comes up with a character each time, and uh, I go into it just completely blind. I don't know who this person is or what their abilities are or anything, and, and basically I guess we kind of go over their origin story and just some of the ridiculous stuff that maybe, especially Golden Age stuff. Oh, Golden yeah. Age stuff is always the best, and we will make sure to highlight all of the shenanigans and just absolute weirdness yeah. of everything. Yeah, that's right. So subscribe today and uh, follow us on Instagram at Bros Bros Heroes. And if you don't, I know where you live. Not really, but please subscribe. <laughs> bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about Bros and Bros and Heroes gonna tell you about This is Sarah. And I'm Carter. And this is Some of Our Thoughts. We're two Southern sommeliers, and we want to share everything we love and know about wine. We started hanging out during quarantine and cooking and drinking and listening to music, and we just thought this would be a great way to bring everything we know to you guys. We will make wine knowledge and food pairings easy and approachable. So put on your favorite vinyl, grab your favorite glass of wine, tune into our show, and let's have some fun. Wine Wine and vinyl. vinyl. (laughs) So check us out on roguemedianetwork.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. We'll be talking about a lot. And welcome back. I'm here with Dinah Mills, and we're just having a little, a little catch up <laughs> because it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk. And she was with the City of McGregor doing public relations, marketing, and now with the Salvation Army. And and I have had in years past talked to uh, April. I know I've talked to different ones sure. with the Salvation Army, and um, been involved with some of the fundraising events that you've done. Um, and so that's really what, what you're all about is is uh, helping the community understand the scope of the work of the Salvation right. Army and how they can help. Absolutely. And if you go to the website, I did, did go, and there's just an easy way you can just contribute yeah. whatever amount. Yeah. The first thing that pops up is Please donate. Yeah, please, please donate. <laughs> I know everybody's like, oh, I gotta donate and, you know, skip that button. But please do. We, we would appreciate the help. And that actually does stay in this area. It is for our Waco Salvation Army uh, and it doesn't go anywhere else. So that money actually stays here in the community. But um, we have buttons to volunteer. Um, we have lots of volunteer opportunities at our community kitchen. Um, we feed 365 days out of the year. Yeah. And when it's freezing, like we, we had snowbed. Those guys stayed every single day and fed those people that were all cooped up in our shelter, which is one of the reasons we want to move to a bigger location because having 60 or 70 people in a building and trying to feed them and take care of them. So I was wondering what your capacity was. Yeah, so so to shelter them for homeless is about 20 beds. For oh, God, I didn't think it was a lot. Yeah, it's not a lot um, because people are kind of transitioning through a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I remember one day I walked up to the building and I had seen this gentleman there a couple of times and he was like, he had his big bag and he's like, I'm out of here. He said, I got a place and I got a job and I'm ready to go. Oh, I was just good. Like, oh, so sweet. And so, you know, 
kind of you know makes you almost come to tears sometimes and glad you do what you do yeah exactly I get stopped in the grocery store I had my Salvation Army shirt on and somebody said thank you for your service and I was just stopped for a second and I thought you know I I really just help get volunteers and I set up special events I really don't do that much but what they're thinking is the things that the Salvation Army you're a member of the army yeah we shelter (laughs) we feed um, we basically are taking care of the body of people yeah um, while they're downtrodden and we also take care of their spiritual needs as well well we heard just before we started the story of a young man who was at Rock, rock bottom. bottom, lost his teeth, crack addict. I mean, yeah. and somehow ended up in a Salvation Army yeah. and is now running yes. one so of the facilities. That is actually a pretty common story. Um, I know of a gentleman who went through a, an adult rehabilitation program and is now um, signing up to be an officer. And that is no small task. It is a lifelong commitment. It is like they are giving their heart their blood, their soul, their time, their family to the Salvation Army. Um, it's about a six-year training process. Oh, really? Because I wondered about that. Yeah. If, if you go to the church, are you, you know, like a recruitment office? Yeah. <laughs> You're there's, signing up? There's, there's levels of positions. And yeah. So he's going straight into officer training because he's been working okay. for the Salvation Army for a long time. So, But there's lots of, of stories like that. And, you know, then there's the stories of the, the, the people on the street. And um, one of the most recent stories that I heard about was a woman just in the really awful, abusive, terrible, terrible situation Um, and ended up at the Salvation Army and she's turned her life around. She's got a job. Um, She still kind of laments the fact that she doesn't make very much money. So there's still some additional programs that she could probably go through, some workforce training and things like Mm -hmm. that that we could help her get to so she can get a little more on her feet. But that transitional housing is important for her right now because she doesn't have the money to afford rent. So, um, but she's getting there. She's almost there. Well, and then, yeah, that, that's great. And I, and I was also reading some of the areas that the Salvation Army are addressing, uh, areas that you wouldn't have thought, you know, years ago, but human trafficking. Even. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's one of our newer programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that we're basically training our employees to identify be able to spot yeah mm-hmm. and so that's a that's a big thing um you know you hear these uh, things on the radio and they're like yeah this lady was speeding she ran through a red light and she did it on purpose because yeah. somebody was forcing her to drive her car somewhere so just you know what does a child look like when they're in distress or when they're with somebody so or maybe really, the wrong person exactly yeah, so yeah. we have collaborations with other organizations within waco and we mm-hmm. work together with those programs mm-hmm. yeah yeah of course unbound you know yeah, it has been a great susan uh, uh susan peters peters work and training yeah groups and what to understand yeah, absolutely about that aspect yeah, yeah there there are so i'm sure there are just countless stories yeah. of lives who've been touched yeah. because of the salvation army and and of people whose lives are enriched because they helped yeah and so you mentioned the volunteer yeah. uh, aspect what what are some of the other ways they can volunteer besides the thrift store and so, serving up food yeah so they can serve food they can serve at our thrift store in fact we have organizations that come once a month uh-huh. we have people that just come twice a twice a week even just individuals mm-hmm. um 
the other ways that they can volunteer is just through special programs that we do. Like we do a Thanksgiving dinner. We do a Christmas dinner. We ring the bells during the holidays. I have rung the bells many yes, times. and we will be asking yeah. you to ring the bells. <laughs> I, okay. Like I've got my spot in front of Dillard's. <laughs> yes. That's always, it's always or, fun. That's, that's <laughs> perfect. Yes. So that's kind of our biggest um, push that we're going to be going yeah. closer to in July. I'm going to do a July a Christmas in July program mm-hmm. where I will basically be going out and asking, who's ringing bells? Are you guys going to ring bells? Can you ring oh, bells? Oh, good. Yeah, to go yeah. ahead and get things want to get started. lined yeah, up. Last yeah. year, I was brand new in my position, and so I was just running through the Well, yeah, because you don't want to be doing that in October. No. I mean, yeah, you need to have that all set up. Need to have that all set up. And I loved standing and they're ringing that bell, so much wearing fun. the little apron, yep. and um, a mom would hand her little one money to, to put in the. And I thought, what what a great thing to see them teaching yep. children how to give. Yeah, it's it's really something, and and you know to have whole families that volunteer mm-hmm. and don't just volunteer once; they'll volunteer several times. Well, you need it year. because we do. We do. Yeah, that shift it. can yeah. get long. We we have a gentleman who's. Oh my gosh! I think he's probably racked up nine hundred hours of ringing the bell. Really? Yes. Yeah. Um, and so this will—I don't even know how many years. Maybe six year this coming up year. So we're looking forward to seeing him again. So yeah, all good. We want to do a like a mayoral challenge. We mm-hmm. want to do a chief, a fire fire chief, police chief, police challenge. chief. Yeah. Yeah, we want to do some fun stuff this year. I can see Chief Victorian out there. Yes. Being very supportive of what what you all are doing. We are going to hope for that. But I know you've done some some major dinners, fundraising dinners and things. Do you have something like that on the horizon? We don't for the fall this year Mm -hmm. um, because we did last year. We had a Broken to Beautiful, which was a Mm -hmm. program basically for women, just kind of talking about that, you know, the Lord can turn um, you know, ashes into beauty and those mm-hmm. struggles that you go through can actually be a place of growth for you. Sure. And so that was one of our programs last year. Uh-huh. And we decided that it kind of butts up right against our red kettle um, fundraising. And right. So it gets a little, it's a little hairy there. Mm-hmm. So we thought, you know what, let's push it into the spring mm-hmm. of 2024 and we'll move on that way because, you know, when January hits, we're just like, you know, we can breathe for like two weeks. Right, <laughs> you know, and right. Then, and then, then it's just on again. But um, that'll give us some extra time to have a great program. Yeah, and that can be the time when the weather's the worst, too. Yeah, and then you've true. got yeah, <laughs> you've got that to that to deal with. Um, yeah, it's it, it's just got to be such a rewarding thing for you to yeah to do to know yeah. you're helping out in yes. this way. Like I said, I I get stories everywhere I go. I do speak to Rotary clubs mm-hmm. and Lions clubs and school groups and students. I speak to students every day when they're at my um, thrift store because our our corporate office is actually butted up against the thrift store. So when the volunteers get there, I get to you know give them a little explanation about what we do. But I always get stories back of oh my gosh, the Salvation Army helped us so much when I was little. I don't think that my mom could have put food on the table if it wasn't for you guys and really yeah so I get those stories almost everywhere I go if I'm if I'm branded and I try to be branded as uh-huh. often as I can be today I do have my name tag on. you have your name tag I on. do have my name tag on. <laughs> <laughs> well I'm so proud of you well I like to end these little visits with a little questionnaire it's similar to the one the late great James Lipton would use on inside the actor's studio oh. 
So it's my little take on it, and I will start with what is your favorite word? Absolutely. Really? That is my favorite word. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I think you're the first one yeah. <laughs> to no. have absolutely. absolutely. I use it a lot. Yeah. If you want me to do something, absolutely. Absolutely. I will, I will do it. What is your least favorite word then? Oh, my God. I think maybe apathy. Hmm. Apathy, because I work in an organization where apathy can kill us, yeah. right? So if, if we have people who don't understand what our mission is, um, people who don't know what we do, people who still think we're just a thrift store, I don't really think that that's apathy, but, you know, we don't want that. We, right. we want to have excitement and energy and fun because what we do, even though it's very serious, I mean, we're feeding people who are homeless, they're mm-hmm. out on the street, we do have a very good time um, with everything that we do. So mm-hmm. I don't like that word. You, you, yeah, you find joy in everything. Yeah, we do. Then what turns you on creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? So um, creatively, I, I really love to come up with new ideas of, of ways to do things. Um, even if that's a, a graphic program or a, or a social program that, that we need to implement, mm-hmm. I love doing new stuff. And I love to bring other people together to do things like that. So creatively, that's kind of my, my jam there. Um, spiritually, I, you know, I just worship all the time. Worship yeah. music is just my lifeblood and Mm -hmm. um i just spend time in prayer and worship and i can end up on my hands and knees in the bedroom crying my eyes out for no reason or for good reason and um and then i just get this breath of okay we're all good god is good and you know i can move on from there then what turns you off creatively or spiritually or emotionally? I don't like the word no. <clears throat> no, yeah, I've heard that before. I do not like the word no. I do not like to think, oh, I got this really great idea. No. <laughs> hey, what, <laughs> Can't about be done. We, what about if we, no. And I'm not talking no, about no. my current job. I'm talking about or anything, anything, yeah. Anywhere, you yeah, know. That I don't negativity. want to do no. I want to like. I want to pursue that. Can we do that? Yeah. Maybe we can do yeah, that. Let's give it, give it a thought. Yeah. What sound do you love the most? You mentioned praise music, but. Oh, my gosh, the birds. Bird song. Bird song, mm. yep. So I live mm. in the country. I live in China Springs. Yeah. So completely surrounded by songbirds all of the time. And yeah. You feed them? You have feeders out? You know, I don't actually. Really? Well, <laughs> you may not need that. I don't. Of course, I, the, I don't. This has been such a great year for it wildflowers has, that yes. I think the birds have had a lot they're of food out trees. there. Yeah, they're they're having plenty. And I have a horse, so there's, you know, there's food, there's hay. There's yeah, yeah. Lots of stuff out there for them. So, yeah, the sound <laughs> of birds is, is lovely. Okay, what sound do you hate? Hmm, gosh, that is a really tough. What sound do you hate? Oh, I, you know, I've heard, I'll just, heard I'll so report, I'll report what the answer, <laughs> and of course, I guess for me, fingernails on a blackboard. Oh, yeah. I can't even say it out loud. Oh, okay. I, got I it. just think about it. It's like, uh, okay. so but, this, yeah. there, there's actually a name for this and I don't know what it is. And my cousin says she has this too. Um, but it's the sound of somebody chewing like right behind me. If it's something crunchy or ice or, or even got, I had a, I had a hairdresser once that had a sign that said, do not chew gum. (laughs) While you're in her chair. She couldn't 
she couldn't stand the sound of somebody you know I love chewing gum. I guess popping it or yeah, what I love my mom but don't come <laughs> up behind me eating an apple I'd be like oh gosh <laughs> yeah so it is that's a funny <laughs> <laughs> okay well you've always kind of been in PR marketing that kind of, what other profession would you like to have tried or may still want to try I don't know oh you know I have a and it kind of goes along a little bit about what I'm doing now in that urban planning is hmm. fascinating to me. If I had it all to do over again, starting from here and I had, you know, 30 years out, I would probably want to go into urban planning, just really? working for the city of McGregor and, you know, seeing what TxDOT is doing with our highway systems and our roads. Yeah. And, how it like, can affect businesses. Yeah, and, so like how they yeah. closed off Salado. Oh, Salado so just hard. took it on the chin. Oh, my gosh. Just that was horrible. Kills me. So yeah. I would love to see kind of more um, greening up of spaces. I mean, mm -hmm. Europe has done it and has done it right. And the United States has really just put us into a, this is my thought only, um, into a, just a travel situation. We were moving yeah. people from one location to another, but bypassing all the small places that we used to stop at and visit and enjoy and so now it's just a big highway system all the way through now granted we all want i-35 to you know work and <laughs> work good for us yeah but on the flip side of that you know we don't want to take away from our small cities what has too. it done yeah yeah what has it done to our community i mean um there's small communities all over that are really focusing on making those streets walkable and I think that's one of the things that Waco is working on right now. They yes. want to make it a walkable city. Mm -hmm. And that's going to require some changes in the future. And mm -hmm. and uh, I was talking to a group of, oh, my gosh, about 30 fraternity boys who came by, men, excuse me, young men, <laughs> who came and helped us paint our shelter. Oh, good. Great, great volunteer project. They did a good job. And I was like, okay, uh, what are you guys studying? Is anybody studying government or city leadership yeah, or yeah. management, urban planning? crickets no. nothing doctors lawyers all of these other jobs where they could make money and professional I'm thinking, man things. we really need to focus on our youth and have them understand that we have governmental positions that need to be filled city managers assistant city managers city secretaries yeah. all of those jobs are so important yeah and they're they don't yeah pay hey i mean they they're, no. they're not they're, these are good bad good yeah they're not bad and, positions and they do great things for their community yeah well, what job do you know you would not want to do? Oh, I just could never be a nurse. <laughs> I just couldn't yeah. do it. I'm so tenderhearted, first of all, that I would just blubber my whole way through yeah. any kind of sorrow or problem, right. you know, for sure. Yeah, getting attached to patients I would be couldn't. really... I just couldn't do it. And then, you know, the whole shot thing, just... <laughs> you know, it was one, one time my cat... It's a quick story. My cat got a cactus... Oh, whatever. Spine, spine whatever. Spine yeah, whatever. Yeah. in its cheek. Mm -hmm. And this was, I was very young. And um, I was like, I, I don't know. And I'm pulling and his cheek is pulling. And yeah, the, the cat's cheek is coming. The cat's like, <laughs> so, what you know, are you I had doing? To, like, yank it out. And, and uh, I did want to be a veterinarian. Uh -huh. But I think the whole blood thing after a while was like, you know, I just, um, no, no, not going to Not, not going there. Yeah, well, I've, not at all. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard more often they say, could never be a doctor. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, could do it. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. But we're glad we have them. We're yeah, and compassionate, caring nurses. So thankful. So so important. Yeah, for sure. Well, finally, what do you want to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh my gosh, 
I want him to say, oh, it's going to make me cry, that I was with you the whole time and I never left your side. That's what I want to hear him say. Yeah. Because you know it. Yes. I feel it. He's there. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. And I, I love him. I worship him. And, um, you know, now I'm luckily and, and just so blessed to be working for an organization that ministers to people's spirits mm-hmm. um, and their souls and that we, we and their talk. bodies. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And their and, physical and needs. Bring them to Christ. Yeah. You know, yeah. That that's the bottom line. Along their steps. Yeah. It's an eternal work. Yeah. Absolutely. Donna, it is a delight. Thank you yeah, so much you for being with it. The time <clears throat> just flies by, but, but let's not wait so long before we visit again. <laughs> All right, Dinah Mills, thank you so much thank with you. the Salvation Army, and thank you for joining us today. Please join us again for another edition of Central Texas Life. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder.